Hello friends and welcome to Swimming and Singing. I'm Sarah Nelson, I'm a yoga therapist in Portland, Oregon, and I specialize in working with people dealing with chronic pain, anxiety, and overwhelm, finding ways to use the tools of yoga to create more ease and joy and less suffering. The name of my podcast comes from a beloved poem written by Gregory Orr, and as a reminder that some days it's all we can do to tread water, and then other days there is room for joy. This podcast aims to share practices for both types of days. This podcast is for inspiration and information and does not replace medical care or advice. I am not a licensed healthcare professional or mental health therapist. Not all practices discussed on this podcast will be suitable or accessible to everybody. But I hope that you find something that resonates and can bring a bit more ease and joy into your life. Let's get to it. Today, I want to talk a bit about being mindful in our movement practices. So I am 48 to going on 49, and I'm definitely going through perimenopause. It's interesting because I can see some real similarities between where I am in life and some of my clients with chronic illness, autoimmune disorders, anxiety, and overwhelm. One thing we tend to share in common is an expectation that our bodies should be able to do what they used to do. And if they can't, then it's something we can recover if we work hard enough. We just need to put mind over matter. But here's the thing. Our bodies change and what they need changes. They change with age and with illness. What they need can change seasonally and yearly, and even depending on the time of day. Being mindful about our movement practices doesn't mean putting mind over matter. It means listening to the matter that is your body and finding practices that nourish and nurture your body, not deplete it. Before we get into looking at your movement practice and evaluating it, you might want to know why the emphasis on nourishing non-depleting movement and yoga practices. Not depleting your body is extra important if you're dealing with chronic illness or pain, anxiety, overwhelm, or perimenopause, because the sympathetic branch of the nervous system is already overactive in most of those conditions. When we then choose a movement practice that physically exhausts us, we are continuing to remain in a heightened sympathetic nervous system state. That means that your body may be releasing extra adrenaline and cortisol to keep you on high alert that in turn can impact your ability to sleep, to fight off infections and viruses, to heal, and to regulate blood pressure and blood sugar. When instead you choose practices that nourish your body, it can have the opposite effect, turning on your relaxation response, 
calming your nervous system and creating conditions of rest and repair throughout your body. And so today I'd like to give you a chance to evaluate your current movement practices and see if they are still serving you. I posted a blog recently where I shared signs that your yoga practice is depleting you and not nourishing you. I believe we could use these signs to evaluate any sort of movement practice. First up, are you more tired after your yoga or movement practice than when you started? If your movement practice is exhausting you or causing post-exertional malaise, that's a really good sign that you are overdoing it. Maybe you could practice for a shorter period of time or with less intensity, or maybe it's just time to try a different, more gentle movement practice. Next step, do you feel guilty if you miss a session? If you find yourself feeling guilt or shame because you've missed a practice or because your body isn't moving in the way you want it to, then that practice may be depleting you instead of nourishing you. Find ways you can incorporate self-compassion into your practices. Speaking of guilt and shame, Do you feel bad about your body when you're moving it? Yoga isn't about getting a better body. It's about feeling better about the body you have. So if your yoga practice or other movement practice is making you feel like your body is wrong, that's a depleting and not nourishing practice. And I think the number one sign your movement practice is depleting you and not nourishing you is this. You don't look forward to it. If you dread your yoga practice or try to rush through it to check it off your to-do list, it is not a nourishing practice. You may be expecting yourself to practice too long or maybe your practice is too taxing on your body. Whatever it is, if you don't look forward to it, it's not nourishing you. I invite you to think about your own practices and whether they are the right ones for you right now. And of course, that can change over time. If you're looking to invite more nourishing movement into your life, I encourage you to sign up for the free Yoga Habit 2023 challenge that begins January 22nd. You'll get the chance to try out some gentle, nourishing yoga practices and see how they feel in your body and mind. The link to join is in the show notes, and I would love to have you join us. Thank you so much for listening to Swimming and Singing. Links and contact information for me and my guests can be found in the show notes and on my website. Don't forget to sign up for the free Yoga Habit Challenge. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast. 
If you have thoughts or comments you'd like to share with me, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep swimming and keep singing.